Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gorgab episode four. I am your host, the mayor of Haddonfield, Illinois, Uncle Pony Boy, and I'm here with my co-host with the most, DJ Gill. How you doing today, my friend? I am feeling saucy. I imagine that you are after this incredible film that Dude, we just watched. There, there is so much sauce in this f- movie. I don't even. It, Multicolored sauce. Multicolored sauce. It's like uh, if a Crayola box melted and exploded. Inside of a human. Inside of a human and then exploded. And I really can't think of a better way to describe this movie. It's a uh, it's it's a hidden gem because this is one that I have never never real I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never seen the movie. And you watched it first and you were like, dude, you have to watch this. This is a, this is gab worthy. For sure. Yeah, so essentially Amazon shouted this movie out to me, and I was like... Hey, Recommendations well, for you. Why not? Uh, 15 bucks, and it's a Synapse release, which we know that we watched another 80s classic, Basket Case. Oh yeah, Synapse has some pretty good stuff, man, and they also have a lot of weird... Uh, <laughs> Like seventies and eighties erotica. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They didn't. Uh, I mean, they they have a lot of good horror movies too. But uh, it's it's uh, there's a whole lot of of uh, pretty much softcore porn. So on, from Synapse. In my eyes, this is softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> it, gore boners gore, all day. Gore boner and like just. I, dude, I love this movie. It, it, I know you do because you you told me you were like, man, this is amazing. You have to see this. So for any of you guys that follow us on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast, if you don't, you're stupid. Terrible. Yep, go do it. Anyways, we kind of hinted and maybe straight out said that we were going to be doing an episode about Carnosaur. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much said that's what we're doing. So basically, we got 30 minutes into recording and realized that we had spent about 25 minutes talking about Jurassic Park. (laughs) And how, just how, it just, in general, how terrible Carnosaur was. Yeah, so we just kind of were like, you know what, screw that. We had Street Trash on the back burner, and we decided... You know what? Let's just fucking ditch Carnosaur and let's go straight to the street trash. Which was a fucking great idea because it, street trash is—it's a masterpiece. It's, it is a true masterpiece. I mean, shit, it's got a six point two IMDb score. What sixty-seven meta score? Uh, well, yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a sixty-seven, which I, you just don't see out of like eighties body horror films. I mean, maybe like The Fly and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, oh, yeah, but like. Considering that this is like a low budget like movie that no one's ever heard of, I, I'm sure this has like a cult following, but it just is. It, it's a lot better than you would expect. It's kind of got like an element of comedy to it. Well, like I was telling you earlier, it I expected the way you described it to me. I expected these like horrible, uh, disturbing scenes, and it, it is played for comedy most of the time, if not all of the time. Yeah, so I mean, there is some. Uh, some like pretty nasty shit that happens, but like it's done in a comedic way, it, it, and a lot. I think a lot of it's tied back to. I don't know if like they maybe filmed this movie and they were like, you know, this is actually pretty fucking funny. <laughs> so then they went back and scored it. But there's there's like comedic music. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in several scenes, and it just it fucking works so well. No, it does, man. It's it's great. So let's uh. Let's talk about Street Trash, man. So This movie came out in 1987? Yeah, yeah, 87, man. Uh, directed by James Muro, yeah, I guess. Yeah, who 
has done a lot of TV shows. Well, not a lot of TV shows, but uh, some fairly uh, well-received TV shows. Yeah, like so Longmire. Longmire. He did like nine episodes of Longmire, uh, a few episodes of maybe just one episode of Shameless. Yeah, he did Shameless. Which, again, yeah. is another. I mean, these are like high-quality shows that are oh, Shameless is great, man. pretty well-received. So, obviously, uh, you know, he kind of knows what he's doing or at least has snuck his way into some... Uh, well-received television directing, so which that, you know the comedy kind of comes into play there, though. You know, I mean, this, the comedy elements of this movie, it, I could see how they would translate over to something like Shane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, really, I don't know that. You know, if he had more money, I, I don't know that he that it. You know, I feel like it could have been. You know, the, obviously the acting's not great in this movie, but like as you would see in like something like Shameless, like there's an element oh, yeah. of comedy. And he does, I like, you know, and you have really great actors and actresses, so it kind of comes off a lot better, so. Well, he, he obviously has some directing, some skill of some sort, I mean, to do some of the stuff that he's done since Street Trash. Yeah. Which, you know, watching Street Trash, I mean, there really are, it, it's shot well. There's yeah. nothing like that, you know, when it comes to that, it's not a, uh, it's not one of those obvious... Uh, low-budget movies. Yeah, yeah like, uh, like you know, like I was telling you earlier that I had recently watched Microwave Massacre for the first time, which is just literally a pile of trash, and it's shot terribly, the acting's terrible, everything about it's terrible, but this, I mean, James Muriel kind of, you can tell he, he's got some skill. Yeah, he, d- he does a lot with what he has to bring to the table. Um, and so let's go ahead and let, let's get out with some, some strong points. So obviously, the special effects in this movie... Are fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good, man. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of gore, but it's all done very colorfully. So there's a lot of body horror, a lot of mutilation. Very few reds in general. But like, yeah, it's, it's all like a bl- like dark blues, p- uh, purples, yeah, pinks, yeah. yellows. Um, still disgusting. Don't get us wrong. Uh, yeah, it still comes off gross. Like I mean, you were saying earlier, if it was red, it would almost be like too much to handle. Like if it looked like blood, it would be like. Almost too much to handle. Yeah, and so there, there's a lot of this colorful, vibrant, um, over-the-top gore, which is really cool. Um, and then there's a few scenes with some actual, like, bloody gore. And then there's just some scenes that are just fucking way, way just out there, man. Downright despicable, man. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty nasty shit. And we'll get into that, so... I mean, I don't know, man. I think are we ready to just go ahead and dive into? Yeah, let's let's do it. Into man. it, okay. Yeah. So so the movie starts with uh, we see our main our main character. His name is Fred, I believe. He's got this like purple like top hat thing. Yes. Yeah, so, so he looks like maybe one of the members of the Jimi Hendrix experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's got uh, that total like like, like one uh, of the white backup. Guys, yeah. Yeah. You know? And he he's like sitting next to this trash can outside of this liquor store, and he's waiting for the owner basically to come out and dump his trash so he can follow him back inside and steal liquor. Which he is the way he follows the owner back into it's almost like a dance. Yeah. 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 It's like the owner doesn't realize he's behind him, so he like kind of sneaks in behind him, and there's just kind of this, you know, uh, goof. Is there goofy music playing at this point? I don't, yeah, I, I mean, can't, it's like it, some, uh, it's some, it's 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 weird. Like it gives off that, like you were saying, like that comedic vibe yeah, for sure. And so, but basically, he just follows him in and steals a bottle of hooch from him, uh, and uh, from there we erupt into just. 
an absolutely great chase scene. Yeah, chase scene through like an apartment complex, and this this owner of this liquor store is chasing uh, our hero, yeah, Fred. Well, it, he chases him off, and uh, he causes a car accident. Which <laughs> so there's a there's a car accident where we see a car wreck. And there is literally no one in the car. No, it just like ran. Is it a is it a fire hydrant that it hits? Yeah, or it it's pole? like or something. Yeah, he just this car just like flies off the street and slams into something, and there is not a fucking soul yeah, in the vehicle. Very obvious that the this is being ghost ghost driven. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and so and then I guess one of the guys that starts chasing him is supposed to have been the guy that was driving the car. Anyways, at some point in the scene, he jumps over a wall and steals some money from another homeless guy. He ends up in like somebody's uh, apartment, and they're naked, and we get a great 80s puffy nipple shot. <laughs> yeah, there's like a burning apartment complex that he runs into, which every person in this building this is, butt-ass is fucking naked, naked or in their pajamas, and you can only assume this is like... You know, at part of the day. So you basically get a parade of puffy nipples and just straight dong and coming bush. down the chair. Yeah, man. Bush everywhere. It's uh, straight into the gratuitous nudity. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Which may be why Synapse picked this up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they were like, this kind of matches up with uh, with our know, what our core, you know, demographic is yeah, going Sorority All Stars or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that they've released before this. So, uh,. The whole chase scene goes on, um, and that really, you know, he it ends with him hopping into a garbage truck uh, and losing all the money. Three dollars. Three dollars. All three dollars, whatever it is. But uh, that's... He also runs into... Uh, this is our first glimpse of uh, who we like to call the High Sparrow. The High Sparrow. This guy that looks literally just like the High Sparrow. From Game of Thrones. He, uh, so, I guess um, Fred owes... This guy some money and the High Sparrow is trying to get it back. Right. This is just this is a brief moment of the High Sparrow attacking him, basically. Yeah. So it it ends with the High Sparrow. What some other guy steals the bottle. Uh, wait, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, okay. So yeah, the the chase scene ends. He gets away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the High Sparrow goes back to. Uh, the junkyard that yes, all of yes. these homeless people live in. And by the way, guys. We know that we're going to line this movie out for you, and you're going to have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. There's a whole about. lot of shit that doesn't make sense <laughs> in this There's movie. There's a man. lot going on, and not all of it really is relevant, but we're going to talk about it anyways. Right. Well, f- and first of all, I want to make it clear that these people live in a junkyard. This is a business. Yeah, so it's a fully functional uh, making a murderer junkyard. Yes, yes. Uh, Stephen Avery's dad's <laughs> joint. Yeah, seriously. A huge, massive New York City junkyard, uh, which I, I don't know if this movie was shot in New York City or not. But I'm like, not sure. I'm not wherever sure. they shot it, they, like it's some fucking projects, man. It's like It looks like modern-day Detroit. Yeah, oh, yeah. run yeah. down. Um, so anyways, there's all these homeless people living in this functional junkyard. Yeah. And uh, the High Sparrow walks into this, you know, area where everything's kind of cleared out in a circle. Um, and there's a throne. There's my a th- friend. There's a throne, <laughs> and he he comes to the foot of the throne, and he is like, ah, oh, they got the money, or starts saying something about that. And, and there's like this tarp with figures under it, and this dude just throws the tarp off of him and he's sitting there with this diaper butted woman (laughs) 
on top of him, and he just throws her down off, and he is pissed. This dude, who his name is Bronson, and just to give you a rundown on Bronson, uh, he basically looks like post-Vietnam Zach Galifianakis. For sure. Uh, it's uncanny, actually. Uh, throughout the entire movie, I just felt like I was watching a Zach Val- Galifianakis skit. Oh, yeah. Like when he does <laughs> yeah. his little characters or whatever. He, he definitely overacts like a son of a bitch. Yeah. There's and, no way to describe it. And so that's that's our first introduction to Bronson, who seems to be the king of the junkyard. And his girlfriend, which is uh, Tara, I think uh, is her Diaper name? Butt. Diaper is, Butt is, is what we will call her. Henceforth. Right. Diaper butt uh, has some serious diaper butt yeah. going on. So after our, our introduction to Bronson, we end up back at the liquor store. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same owner's there, and he's digging around in his basement looking for whatever it is that he's going to put out on the shelf that day. And he's, like, getting upset, and he starts digging around, and he just, like, happens upon this, like, uh, trap door in the basement. Yeah. And opens it up. And there's this uh, secret stash of liquor down there that he pulls out, opens up, doesn't know how old this shit is, doesn't know where it came from, but even though he went directly to it. He went right to it. It was like he knew it was there. He opens it up, pulls it out, and he decides, hey, I can get a buck. Yeah, I I, I can get a buck for this. I'm gonna be selling this shit. One dollar a bottle. Viper. Yeah, yeah. So we cut to a random street corner, and there's this like. It looks like a uh, a cosplay gang of homeless people. Yeah, man, it's like a just like gangs of homeless people washing windows. They're LARPing, yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit overdone, but I guess that's what we're going for. That's what homeless people look like. It's like the uh, homeless version of Mad Max. They wear fucking cardboard box helmets, uh, <laughs> gas masks, yeah. and like. All kinds of weird shit, and they're just bugging people. Like, oh man! They're, so instead of coming out and like, you know, like, because I've had people approach me before and been like, "Hey, man, you know, can I wash your windshield or whatever?" I mean, like, that's happened to me before in life, right? These people don't come up and offer; they just jump on the car and start hacking fucking loogies onto the windshield yes. and smearing them around, around. To, to clean it. You know, and that's like I I've seen reference to this before in other movies where like. Homeless people try and clean windows, like, like I think I'm thinking of like Happy Gilmore, right? Oh yeah, or, yeah, or whatever. And uh, uh, but still, yeah, I just I don't know that that's I've never actually experienced anything like that for myself. Uh, but then again, I don't live in New York City or anything like that. I think it was in Dallas is where it happened to me. Okay. I had a concert in Dallas or some something. Yeah. Well. Uh, anyways, so we. Have another guy pull up, and Bronson is standing on the street corner. This is our first. Uh, this is our introduction to yeah, Bronson. Yeah, this is like really where like the first like you know we have that little scene where he flies out from under the tarp, but uh, this is where <laughs> we really get to know the true character of Bronson. So super nice guy, real nice, real nice Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> I'm gonna mess up every time I try and say his name, man. He uh, co- he comes out. And some some goofy dude is trying to like t- 
talk to him and get him to. He's trying. He tries to impress him by telling him that he's been in the military. No, because because Bronson's a, got like a, military garb on, but he's like so he's like he's not he hasn't been in the military. He's like I work at a golf club. No, or something. the the guy in the car said he was in the reserves on no, the no, weekend. Okay, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah he's like yeah. and I shoot some M 16s Yeah, he's talking about these badass okay. machines. He was like, it was pretty cool. He's like, it was pretty fun. And like, <laughs> yeah. obviously, this is like a dude that's having some like Nam flash Nam Nam flashbacks. Nam. Fucking Nam, man. Fucking Nam. Uh, and like, not impressed with this. So he just uh, pulls the guy out of his car and smashes his face through the windshield. Oh, dude. It is. It's kind of weird because there's. Immediately blood all over the windshield around him. Like, his head just splattered open. But yeah. he looks perfectly intact. He looks fine, but the, there's blood everywhere. Yeah. Um, Dripping, pouring into the car. And so the, from there we cut to Fred going into the liquor store. And he kind of distracts the owner. Another guy comes in and he, he pockets a bottle of Viper. Some Viper. So, so Viper is the stuff that... This liquor store owner pulled. It's his one dollar special. It's his one dollar special. He's like, man, I gotta make some money, so I'm gonna sell this. However old this shit is that he just found, could be rat poison. Yeah, he doesn't. He has no fucking clue. So basically, we go to we cut to like another scene where someone catches up with uh, Fred and steals the bottle of liquor from him and sneaks off. Whenever the High Sparrow comes back to confront (laughs) Fred. And so we get into the first amazing special effects scene in this movie. So this guy runs to like a, uh, it's like an old torn down building. I mean, it looks like fucking like war-torn Germany. It does, man. In the 40s, man. Because there's just a toilet with like a wall, like to like half of a wall. Right. It's basically like a like half a room, a basically. bombed building, a yeah. bombed out building where the only thing that's left is like a couple of the walls around a toilet. Like, this is his favorite liquor drinking <laughs> spot, apparently. And it's, so he sits on this toilet, just downs this viper. Like I mean, just really, really digs into this this little bottle Takes of viper. Takes a big old gulp and starts to like convulse, like. Yeah, he, he so he kind of in, like enters a seizing mode, mm-hmm. and uh, let's just say the colors flow. Oh my god, man! So this guy starts instantaneously melting. Yeah, he, he's just he just, he starts to melt, and, and it's not like blood that's coming out of him. It's like this horrible mixture of color, and it makes it all, it almost makes it more disgusting. Yeah, it's like a blood oozy oozy pussy colory. Yeah, shit, yeah. and like, so there's this like some cool stuff where it's like a, there's a shot of his feet on the ground, and yeah, like yeah. He, he melts and his legs break off like just above his ankle, yeah, and basically he it, this is one of those toilets that has like a hanging flush mechanism <laughs> from like that was is hanging from the ceiling apparently, and, you know he reaches up and grabs it. His fucking arm melts away. And his arm melts away, but somehow he flushes himself down the toilet. Yeah, so so, then he's like, it's just like half of his body sticking out of the toilet. Yeah, he just like colorfully melts and oozes into the toilet. And then we get this really uh, great throwback scene to uh, (laughs) Basket Basket Case, case. where, uh, probably not intentionally done here, but this is immediately what it reminded both of us. 
his like melted head is sticking out of the toilet, and he looks just like Belial, Belial man, Belial <laughs> in uh, the house, in, dude. Yeah, so uh, fucking pretty cool. Oh yeah, great scene. Great I mean, that scene. just sets you up for what's gonna be going down with the rest of the Viper. Yeah, so then it cuts to a fairly uh, <laughs> inconsequential <laughs> scene, and it's this uh, girl that works at the junkyard. Who could be a man, we're not really sure. Yeah, just, uh, she's an assistant at the junkyard. Yeah, and she she's apparently has a thing for this homeless guy that lives under a giant pile of tires yeah. in the junkyard. Tire fortress, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, Other yeah. than the fact that it's filthy, like... But yeah, I mean, if I could build a, a fire... A fire... <laughs> a fire torturess. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> a tire fortress in my yard... That would be something that I would yeah. be cool with. No, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, like, there's probably snakes living in it and shit, but, uh... It's pretty dirty. He's pretty dirty. He's pretty the dirty. Guy is covered in, like, literally covered mm-hmm. in dirt. Like, I, I seriously, like, this whole movie gives me, like, Mad Max feels. Like, everyone is just, like, covered in, like, grime and dirt. Yeah, man, it's, like, po- post-apocalyptic. It, but it's not, and so, like, I mean, I, I obviously, like, I feel like this is, like, the, maybe the director's, like, trying to kind of play off of what was going on in New York City in the 80s. Because, uh, you know, there's a lot of, like... It's just got a grimy, yeah, like, dirty feel to it. Um, and so, and I, and I don't know, but, I mean, from what I from what I have found over the years, just you know, I've always heard it referenced to the fact that, like, New York City in the 80s was a dirty, uh, grimy, dangerous place. And so, like, I... I feel like this is maybe a little bit of social commentary about where the city was at this point. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. So, anyways, that's enough serious stuff. <clears throat> well, man, let's take it down. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get back into You're the, really freaking me out yeah, right now. Colorful gore. I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. All right, anyways, whatever. So, we cut back to the scene of the Bronson face windshield smash murder. And there's a cop there named Bill... The cop. The cop. <laughs> <laughs> Old Bill the cop. He shows up, and this guy is like, he reminds me of like a professional wrestler. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely like a major doucher. Uh, he reminds me of like Lex Luger. Lex Luger? Lex Luger. The yeah. wrestler. Okay. Not the, not no, the, not Lex not Luger. Super right. Lex yes. Luger. Lex Luger, the right. wrestler. So I, I kind of get like a, a little bit of a, a Diamond Dallas Page feel. DDP. You know. Some DDP. So, but he, uh. Diamond Cutters. <laughs> the Diamond and right. He, uh, <laughs> he for sure, like, is living in New York City and is a New Yorker, as you can tell by his accent, and he's wearing, like, some fucking Levi's and cowboy boots. He's got this blonde, like, it, I wouldn't call it a full mullet. It's no, like a half mullet. It's like that feathered, like... Feathered mullet. Uh, look that was just... Let's real, call it the feathered half mullet. The, what was that guy's name? Leif Garrett? Yes. He's got some Leif Garrett hair. Excellent, yes. Okay. Yes, that, to- that totally makes sense. <laughs> so, just picture Leif Garrett... Muscled up, kind of looking like Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> yes, that makes that's the best the best way you could ever describe this person. Okay, sure. So, so so he comes out. He he confronts the high. Sp- no no, this is the crazy. Uh, yeah, the crazy guy. So there's some crazy dude that uh, gets a bottle of 
uh, Viper from the liquor store. Yeah. And he's the best actor of all time. Best actor of all time or an actual homeless Now, person. listen, we're, we're not joking when we say this. This, this guy... Probably has the best role in the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, he straight nails crazy homeless guy. And it, like I said, I, like it's possible that this is a crazy homeless guy. Yeah, they, they just they paid. found this guy. Yeah. yeah, but like, if not, get this dude a fucking Oscar because fucking crushes and, it. And he like yells every... And that's what's weird is he, he literally yells his lines, but he's so good it's, at making himself... Like, he's just so drunk... And he's been in this position for so long that he is just, like, yeah. out the window crazy, man. It's like, I mean, like, if you could imagine, like, Joe Pesci as a uh, drunk homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. That's all, I mean, he, like, he says tink instead of think. Funny how. And funny <laughs> how, you know. He's just, it, it's great. Anyways, he's running away from the liquor store, uh, and Bill the cop pulls him to the side. and Lex Luger. Yeah, Lex Luger. Uh, there's like uh, some sort of conversation between them. Not, it doesn't really matter. He's basically like, "Listen, you're homeless, so you must know the king of the trash heap, Bronson." Bronson. So he he tries to talk this man into helping him catch Bronson, which you know finally the guy gives in and he's like, you know, at first he's scared. He's like, "No, I'm not going to help you catch Bronson because this guy apparently is like a Hitler status." Oh yeah, he'll fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he decides like okay yeah I'll help you build a cop, and runs away with his his bottle of Viper in his mm-hmm. pocket and climbs up in his condominium as he calls <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he calls it a condominium. It's a uh, a fire escape. It's a fire escape that he lives on, and he drinks drinks the Viper. Yes, and this leads to a so this one is not we don't see much here. Um, this is shot from street level, and you basically see. The remnants of his body—it's like an orange jelly, man. Yeah, it looks like a like an orange jelly. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no other way for me to describe it. Yeah, it's like it's like lemon or orange jello. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, and but there's this really cool scene where he's wearing shoes where that don't have any toes. Like the toe is worn out of him. Yeah, yeah. And his toe explodes into like yellow and it jelly. It shoots out like a, you know, like those those snakes that you buy on the 4th of July. Yeah, that's like, exactly what it looks it, like. It like but shoots out, but it's bright yellow. But it's bright yellow. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, and so as he melts, he drips onto the sidewalk below him. Yeah, and there's some people walking by, and one of the passerbys looks up and gets some jello on his face. Oh, he. Trips out. Apparently, uh, the Jello. You, so when these people melt, they automatically become uh, sulfuric acid. Yeah. So basically, whatever is spewed from their body, uh, the reaction between human uh, matter and viper creates a highly volatile chemical substance that will straight burn directly through your skin. Oh, yeah, his, his half of his face, like, melts, man. Yeah, so this guy goes running off, screaming as his face is melting and runs right by Bill the Cop. Bill the Cop. Who does not handle the situation how I would imagine a cop would. Lex Luger. <laughs> he handles it like Lex Luger. Yeah, he, he really does. He threatens to punch a woman or something, <laughs> <laughs> which is really just, you know... All you could say for this guy, uh, just directly in character. That is his personality. <laughs> the kind of guy that would punch a woman. Uh, so, they, anyways, that's pretty much it for this scene. 
So now we cut back to the junkyard, and uh, I believe uh, Bronson is trying to rape yeah. Diaper Butt. Yeah, he's like doing some weird, like, handsy shit. But th- with this diaper is like, butt. <laughs> this is his lady, though. Right, like, she's into it. Yeah. It's not like he's like really raping her, it's just really rapey. It's very violent, <laughs> uh, yeah. which I think most things that Action Bronson does are gonna be. Along those lines, because he doesn't seem to have any other way to communicate other than violence. (laughs) No, he just, he freaks out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, here we get into the director, like, trying to make social commentary, and he's, like, referring, like, there's a lot of, like, PTSD, uh, like, post-war, like, what, what you're like when you come back from... Uh, war and like how maybe all of this like not all of it but a lot of the issues with like homeless uh, and and those living in poverty comes from like a problem from all these people coming back from like Vietnam and with, not with the drug problem with like a heroin a problem, heroin yeah. problem or like even just like you know some sort of mental disorder because of what they witnessed uh, at war or whatever what they had to do yeah man anyways. I don't really know. I mean, again, it feels like he's making, like he's commenting on these types of things, but he also does it in like a, a very comedic way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like th- this is definitely well, Bronson not- is fucking insane. Yeah, man. he's insane. He is like exactly what you think of when you think of a like dude that's like stuck in numb in his. Oh mind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So. He's, he's got that. Yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, it's, like I said, it's that it's that eighties portrayal of PTSD kind of like what they thought. It's almost like a caricature of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, anyways, enough of that. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get off our soapbox here, off our analytical box here. Uh, so, from here we cut to a scene. There's a conversation between. Uh, one of the characters, uh, um, gosh, uh, Fred. So Fred and one of his like buddies have this discussion about how what they're gonna eat for dinner that night, and so his buddy decides to go shopping and bets them that he'll be able to get some chicken. And this is his buddy that wears like a yellow. Parachute pants? No, and, well, they're, and like he, he always has like a hazmat suit. Oh, yeah, okay. Go, so on, like, like a, a gas mask suit. and stuff. He goes into a he goes into like a supermarket and he starts grabbing everything he can see and putting it in his pants. And he's got these huge yellow like parachute <laughs> pants on. And he's I'm talking like chicken, toilet paper, whatever he can get in his pants. He, he's getting a feast for his right. Buddies, he puts basically. Gouda cheese in his pants at one point. So basically, he's stuffing stuff in his pants, and some old bitch walks by and confronts him about it, and oh, says yeah. she's gonna go get the manager. And so we have a absolutely hysterical standoff between this guy and the manager. Yeah, and the manager's accusing him of stealing. He's like, "You got chicken hanging out your pants, or whatever." And he's got—he literally has, he has like a chicken, chicken breast, like a thigh, or yeah. like something, <laughs> leg hanging out of his out of his pants, and he's like denying the fact. That he's stealing. And he's, then, like, he's like, I got this receipt. Yeah, he pulls out a receipt that he picked off the ground. Like, he picked it yeah, up off the yeah. ground outside. And he hands it to the manager. And the manager looks at it. He's like, this is all for dog yeah, food. Yeah, this is all dog food. Yeah. So at this point, he decides that the best option is to place a paper, brown paper sack over his head and run through the window. <laughs> through the window into out, the streets. Out yeah. of the store into the streets. And so that's pretty much it for that 
beautiful scene. Well, then they then they have a um, like a a feast. Him and Fred and Fred's brother, right, right? in their yeah. little tire fortress. In the tire fortress, yeah, yeah. they have a a really nice feast of chicken and whatever the fuck else he was able to fit in his pants and get out of that store. Probably some Alpo, I guess. Yeah, I mean, dog food works, <laughs> yeah. So after this uh, nice little meal, shit starts to get crazy in the plot of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so there's like, the thing about this movie is there's, there's a lot of different plot points. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, and they, like, it's hard to tell what the main plot line of this movie is because you think you're the whole time you're thinking that Viper, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. Well, you, they set it up like that, man. Well, they, yeah, they set it up like it's going to be this like epidemic that's like sweeping through the homeless population of like people drinking this stuff and exploding. But spoilers, it's it's not. That, it doesn't not, matter. Yeah, that doesn't. It's just kind of like <clears throat> inconsequential to the whole plot of the movie. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's. Obviously, there for entertainment uh, or whatever, but like it really doesn't have anything to do with the he, plot. He was like, of the, he, movie. the director was like, "Man, I'm gonna make this like intense social commentary, but, but just throw I'm, in some. I'm gonna like, throw in some viper, like, yeah, some some splatter gore, yeah, like, yeah. body horror stuff. So, so th- we cut back to Bronson and he's sleeping on his his trash throne, which is made up of like parts of like some. It looks like maybe like a dump truck or a semi or something like that. And he's got this like throne built out of trash. Right. Which again, man, the, you know, just the king the symbolism, trash, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On his kingdom of trash, the ruler of his kingdom of trash. So well, he, he has a flashback. Yeah. Like Vietnam style flashback. First of all, this looks like I'm from Oklahoma. This looks like it was filmed at some creek in fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, I guess it it's supposed to be like Vietnam, which is like a rainforest, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, like it's it's pretty tropical. It's not fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I don't know, but uh, so there's some really bad like murdering of. So he basically is like. Solo mission going into <laughs> this scene is so. He, weird. He's definitely like so. He's he's like. He's definitely a wall, right? Oh so yeah. He, so he he's like not part of a platoon or anything, but he's like he goes to a. He's like, like fucking Rambo. He looks like dude. Rambo, but he's fucking Rambo, like Galifianakis Rambo. Yes, yes. Uh, and he he goes and he kills all the people at this camp, and there's this uh, another like Vietnamese woman that's like tied up or something. Yeah, and so it's, like, the, it's the chick from the uh, it's the chick from the junkyard. Okay, because so so we kind of skipped a part earlier. He sees uh, you know the the brother Fred's brother with the chick that works at the junkyard. Okay, yeah, and he's like Bronson freaks out. He's in love with her. So he has this flashback where he's back in Vietnam, backwoods Oklahoma, <laughs> right, <laughs> saving this this I guess Vietnamese woman. Right, and so he. Cuts her down, and she immediately he immediately tears off his shirt, and she starts sucking his and he, nipple. He, do, he does <laughs> he does that thing that eighties like like chest. manly man thing. He sucks his stomach way in and pushes his chest way out. Right, it's which like, this guy eighties fucking professional wrestler, yeah, to for, the max for real. Dude. And he's not like I mean the dude looks thick, but he's definitely not like. No ripped or anything no, like no. that. Like, like there's some man boobage going on yeah, yeah. as well as muscles. So 
But yeah, it's just and then she she yeah she, she pops straight up straight up and just starts sucking just his just sucking his nipple and then he he then he lets out like a fucking like Joker style <laughs> maniacal laugh. laughter yeah. yeah oh man it's it's weird so then he wakes up and he has a an active grenade with him <laughs> and he pulls <laughs> yeah. the pin and yeah. throws it and it explodes in the junkyard. Uh, then it cuts to basically from there it goes straight to uh, Fred's walking down. So he's walking down an alleyway. Yeah, he's in his prince hat. In his prince hat, yep. He uh, he sees a girl vomiting in an alleyway. Yeah, and she's all done up in makeup. Like you can tell she's bougie, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like and uh, he just like she's throwing up. He walks up to her and like asks if she's okay. She wraps her arm around him. And is like, let's go home. I'm horny. Yeah, she thinks it's her boyfriend. She's so drunk. This she, is Fred. Yeah, this is like a hairy homeless dude. This is our hero, and in, I'm gonna put hero in. Air quotes. Yes. Like, it's it's not... So I don't know... I, obviously, he's, like, the main character, and you're supposed to be rooting for him, but he's just, like, a bad person. He's a piece of shit. Right. And uh, so, really, the... He's the Brock Turner of street trash. <laughs> so, I mean, like... But really, though, like, I think that his little brother is supposed to be the protagonist, really. He's the good guy. He, he's probably the only one that's fairly decent, but he still has a scene where it's, like, really creepy and yeah, weird later it, on. Yeah, he just... And, but, like, you don't... He's not in the movie very much. Uh, I don't I don't know. There's, like, a definitely some character development and misdirection and all of this, but... So, so Fred takes the girl... And, yeah, wa- walks off with her, basically. Yeah, goes back to the tire fortress. He mm-hmm. takes her back, and she's like, there's so many tires. There's or so something many cars. Like, so many cars. Yeah, let's, that's what it is. Let's take one. She's drunk, wasted, and he just rapes her, essentially. It's, it's basically rape. I mean, yeah, it's like, it's not like... The kind it's not like violent rape, no, but it's no. like she's obviously not at any in any condition to give. She consent. doesn't even know where she's at or who she's with, right? Man. And, and so he fucks her in the tire fortress. Yeah, and and they so they're fucking the couch flips over, and at so so as they're having sex, everybody in the junkyard, every home, like the forty homeless people that live in this fucking place, are all watching through the tire. Yeah. Like it's like some Night of the Living Dead. They're shit. like they're like they tearing just, shit up yeah, so they, they like can see. Man. Crawl out of the woodwork and yeah. like they, they're like zombies, man. And so yeah, the couch flips over and they drag her out of the fortress. And presumably gang raper. Gang raper. Yeah, I mean that's essentially. This. So it sounds like okay, so. When when Daniel saw this movie and he told me about it, he told me there's like this scene, and, and, and his his lady told me that there was a scene where there's like a gang rape, and I expected this horrible like I spit on your grave last time on the left style thing, but I hadn't I knew nothing about street trash. It's just one that kind of slipped under the radar for me, so <laughs> it doesn't really show anything. It's implied. It's implied, and yeah, and but it's it, there's nothing like graphic. About it, no, but no. It, it still is discomforting. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> from there we cut to uh, Bill the cop. He picks up the high sparrow and throws him into a. Um, it's like it's like a. What, what do they call it, man? You know, whenever they pick up people in the, the car, they throw the people paddy wagon. The paddy wagon. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So they they pick up the high sparrow, throw him in the paddy wagon, and. It's full of prostitutes. 
So yeah. he starts like uh, negotiating with one of the only prostitute there that'll give him any attention because they're all like, "Oh my god, he smells so bad! <laughs> right. Get him out of here!" You know. Then uh, Bill the cop opens up the uh, the hatch. He's in the front. He slides open the little uh, thing to talk to him, and so basically, he he basically tells him like, "You got to help me get Bronson, right?" Yeah, yeah. So everybody wants Bronson, everybody even wants though Bronson. he's living illegally in a fucking junkyard. <laughs> they, the cops, for some reason, can't get to <laughs> they him. They can't get to him. They don't know where he is. Yeah, yeah, or anything like that. Uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyways, it really makes zero sense. Yeah. So uh, from here we go back to there. There's a, we go back to the office at the junkyard. It's the next morning. And the big fat owner of the junkyard is trying to rape the the lady that works in the office. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it, it's hard to tell what's going on because it, it's basically just his fat body on top of her <laughs> in this rolling chair. It's really hard to tell whether she's playing along with it, like it's something that happens all the time or not. But then after this whole scene happens and he leaves, there's obvious oh there's sperms cum. up on his jeans, on his pants, or on his khaki. His little Dog licks it off of his. Oh yeah, his pants. yeah. But it's pretty. It's a pretty gnar scene, man. So basically, he doesn't get his way with her. She bashes his head with a license plate or something and gets away. Yeah, and, and he he leaves. The dog licks his jizz pants. Right, and then he walks down by the water and he's getting ready to light a cigarette. And Junkyard's right on the beach. Right, apparently. yeah, and uh, notices a dead naked body. Uh, which is the girl from the night before. Yeah, that Fred brought home that his... So his junkyard brethren raped this chick to death. Yeah. And then... Left her body on the uh, shores and... Nobody gives a shit. No, no nobody cares. And Not so, even Fred. He's just like, yep. So we see him basically like eyeballing the body and obviously getting kind of rondy. He rapes way. a dead body. Yeah, so he basically goes like... Let's not beat around the bush. He starts here. climbing down. We don't know that yet. He starts climbing down uh, the beach to get to the body. At the same time, we cut back to the throne uh, area <laughs> of the junkyard, and Bronson and Fred—they're Fre- throwing down. They're throwing down because Fred owes Bronson money, and which, he, yeah, which is basically like Lex Luger versus Doink the Clown, yeah, right? <laughs> and, and so he's getting his ass kicked. And right as Bronson's about to kill him, through some of the junk, you just see a stream of pee start hitting Bronson in the face. Bronson just gets pissed gets on. Gets pissed on. So he turns, reaches behind the wall. It's through like a, it's through like a hole in the junk. Right. And he grabs this dude's dick. Yep. Takes his... Which we haven't we haven't we mentioned haven't talked this about yet. This. He has a okay. So Bronson has a knife that he carries on him at all times that is made from a human femur. Yes, and he takes this knife out, grabs this random uh, ho- homeless person's dick. Yep, cuts it off. Cuts it off. The, the, and the homeless guy's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And so this is all done extremely comedically. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And we enter into a scene. Basically, he cuts his dick off. Pulls it up, looks at it, and then says something and throws it. And so we start this like maybe two minute scene of like hot playing potato, hot hot potato <laughs> with this guy's severed dick. Yeah. And there's all these shots where it's like the camera's pointed at the sky, and you just see this dude's dick fly flying through the uh, air through man. the frame, you know. And and they're all like playing keep away with this dude's dick. Uh, 
And apparently this guy was fully erect while he was peeing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously like a dildo that's thrown <laughs> around, but, but it's a pretty big dildo. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that all plays out, and then we cut back to the beach um, where you see Fats McGee getting up and zipping his pants up. So it is now abundantly clear that he has raped the dead girl on the beach. Yeah, yeah. And then and then from there, it goes straight to the, the police station. Right. Which, this is where uh, Bill the Cop is interrogating... Did we talk about the doorman? No, we didn't even talk about the doorman. Oh, my God, man. So when uh, when Fred is is picking up the girl from the alleyway, the doorman at a hotel sees him do this. Um, and totally appa- cool with it. Yep, doesn't give a shit because... Apparently it was his boss's girlfriend. Yeah. And his yeah. boss is like a head of the mob type. His name's like Durin or something. He's like a um He's a wannabe it's like Italian mafia yeah, shit, man. Wannabe gangsta. Yeah, yeah. Uh and so he's fed up with him and uh decides not to say anything about this guy taking the uh the girl. But anyway, so we we're we're back at the police station, we've got the They're head. investigating the crime of the missing girl because Duran's trying to figure out what happened to his girlfriend. Right, and so they're talking to the the bellman or the doorman and the uh, you know the head of the mob, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and this dude, the guy that plays the doorman, is freaking hysterical. Oh, he's he's probably the best part of the movie. He's man. got just this like. Smart ass, fucking yeah, yeah. He just is like always ripping on everyone about everything, and it's absolutely hysterical. Well, the the doorman's just straight up snitching. Yeah, on this mob boss. Right, he's like talking about like he's like he's like you know I looked past the illegal gambling, the uh, you know the cigarette butts and the food or whatever. Right, he's like I looked past all that, but I hurt my arm on the door last (laughs) night. Right. So, I'm done. I'm done. That's it. And so, yeah, there's, it's just kind of this funny scene that ensues. He calls him the Don of Douchebags. Yeah, the Don of Douchebags. That's what you are. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... This is what people call you behind your back. Right. And so there's this... Obviously, he pisses this guy off. But then there's kind of an altercation between Bill the Cop and the mobster. Yeah, yeah. And... He's kind of like, you know, don't step on my toes. And the mobster's like, well, I'm going to handle this my own way. Blah, blah, blah. That will... He slapped the shit out of the doorman or something right in front of Bill the cop. Yeah, and so Bill has to intervene. Uh, So we leave the police station. uh, And there's an... We we cut back to the junkyard. Yeah. And so the... I guess the Italians have gotten a description of the guy that was seen leaving with... Uh, the the Don's girl. Right, which is Fred. Which is Fred. And so they drop off an Italian hitman at the junkyard. And he is... He's so, ready to kill some other Yeah, Fred goes to the bathroom. He's standing at the urinal. The mobster comes up next to him. They look at each other's dicks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it's so weird, man. And then somehow, like... He makes him zip his dick into his pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so and so Fred runs off while this dude's junk is zipped up in his pants. And uh, as he's running... The mobster chases him. The mobster chases him, but uh, Bill the Cop shows, shows up. up, man. So Bill the Cop shows up in the junkyard, and he's like... He confronts this Italian guy who's got his gun out. He's like ready to kill, man. And he looks over. Bill the Cop stops this guy and says... 
Wouldn't you rather die in combat than rot in jail? Jail? Yeah. Jail? Jail. I ruined the best line of the movie. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. So basically, yeah, though, he, like, drops his cheesy line, and the monster's like, oh, fuck it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so then begins one of the greatest fight scenes of all Ever time. captured on film. Absolutely. Ever. Uh, this is some... So at one point there's a really bad headbutt. Uh, <laughs> so this isn't a headbutt, dude. Bill the cop runs and Goldberg spears this guy in nah, the nah, chin nah, nah, with nah, the nah, top nah, of his head. That's that's later. That's when he's fight, oh. fighting somebody else. There's multiple amazing fight scenes, but spoilers. This one is just like they're. It's like obviously not punching each other, and it's like it's like really slow and sluggish, and eventually. Yeah, yeah. So Bill eventually backs the mobster up against a car and punches him in the face like 20 oh, yeah. times. And the dude's yeah. face is all bloody. Bill the cop fucks and this then dude this, up, And man. then this guy he fucks him up. Bill knees him in the groin. Hard. And, and he dies. Yeah. He, he hits him in the balls so hard that it takes his life. <laughs> he falls over dead. So Bill picks the guy up by his belt in the back of his shirt. drags dude, him. hold on, hold on. How crazy does this movie sound? Yeah, oh, there's, while we're talking, there about is it. no way that anyone is listening to this and following. No, along. they're like, "What is this movie about?" <laughs> we don't know. Viper hasn't been mentioned in like an hour of the movie right, right now. And this you know? is this is not a short movie. This movie is an hour and forty minutes long. Yeah, it's and, long. And like, I, we're sitting here trying to explain <laughs> this to you, and we sound like complete crazy fuckers. But I'm telling you, it's like. It doesn't make any sense. There's nothing else like it out there. But I've never seen anything like this before. Like I enjoyed every minute of it's it. The, it's one of the best things I've come across in a long time, and I, and I thank you for that. Oh, it's because I know that I know this was like a, uh, a, a, a and like it was like on a whim that you bought this. Yeah, man. I was just like you know what, this looks amazing. Let's do it. And uh, anyway, so let's get back into it here. So <laughs> this is probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. So so Bill has just. Fucking crush this dude's nuts to death. <laughs> Takes him into the bathroom. Dr- drags him into the bathroom. Basically, like, throws his head in the urinal, right? Yes, yes. And then reaches to the back of his throat. Gags the shit gags out of himself. Gags himself and vomits on the guy's head. <laughs> Just straight... What? And listen, what? listen. This isn't, like, liquidy, bile vomit. And this is, like... It looks like a... Looks like something somebody eat at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like chunky, like it looks like red stuffing. It's or like something. cranberries like, and marshmallows dude, or something. It's not cranberry sauce. That's not cranberry <laughs> sauce. But seriously, he vomits on this guy's head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What, like it's what one is of the, the weirdest, most why? random things? That- why does this happen? I do not understand. Uh, the whole fucking movie doesn't make any sense. But why would you kill a guy? By kneeing him in the nuts, <laughs> drag him into a bathroom, and vomit on his head. The nastiest shit I've ever seen, man. Uh, it was so gross. I don't understand at all, and I fucking loved it. it it's a great scene. It's, it's one of the best parts of the movie. And it was one of those ones you told me about it, and when I saw it, I was just like... It's, I, I don't even... You don't even know how to react to something right? like that. It's just like, so weird. Like somebody telling you, like, yeah, man, he, like, hits this dude in the nuts and kills him and drags him into the bathroom and then vomits on his head. Like, you hear that and you're like, that sounds fucked up. And it is, man. You watch it and you're like, what the fuck just happened? So, anyways, enough uh, vomit on head excitement. <laughs> so, so, Bill decides he's going to go investigate 
the junkyard. Yeah. He has a confrontation with the Don. Again, not really important. The Don, the Don of the douchebags. The Don of the douchebags. Wait, no, that sounds too much like Don of the Dead. <laughs> Don of Don of douchebags? Don of douchebags? I don't know. Whatever works, man. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway. So anyways, he decides he's going to go after Bronson now. For some reason, he's yeah, the, switched, well, he, completely switched gears here. So he's been trying to get to Bronson this whole time, and to get to Bronson, all he did was show up at the junkyard and walk <laughs> in. All right, and he finds Bronson. There he is. Yep. And so we have another epic showdown. Bronson versus Bill the cop. Bronson versus Bill. And it is a, it's, a it's an interesting fight scene. Yeah, so this is the scene where so they're fighting, and at some point... Uh, Bill gets stabbed in the back with the femur knife. Well, in this in this whole movie, you're almost kind of made to believe that he's he's kind of like the good guy in this. Yeah, like, Bill. Like yeah, he, well, he, until he vomited on some guy's head yeah, for no right. reason. Yeah, murders a guy by killing him with a nut <laughs> shot, and then vomits on his head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he gets stabbed in the back. He gets stabbed in the back with the femur knife. Femur knife. Yes, and. Uh, it's just a, a knockdown, drag out fight where there's lots of hits exchanged, and this is where at one point he straight like arms down by his side, head <laughs> yeah. lunges. That's when he Bill Goldberg yeah. this guy in the chin. <laughs> head lunges at this guy at Bronson and hits him in the chin. Uh, anyways, it ends. It's with, a great scene. Listen, it, guys, it's it's fucking hilarious. an amazing fight scene. I have never seen anything like this before. So and then Bronson. Basically, just chokes him out, kills him, suffocates him. Yeah, he spin kicks him. He spin kicks. He great him, spin. He kick. gives him the spin kick. He's a <laughs> that gets him on the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he strangles him with his bare hands. And then he pisses on him. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, so we have another like you could just like kill somebody and then do some demeaning things. Yeah, to their Bronson body. kills Bill the cop and then pees on and him. and then pees on him. So this is again weird because like. You have another major, like, what you think is a major plot point. You're, you're really confused this whole movie as to who the main character is and who you're rooting for. Or what the fucking main, like, like what plot are, line of the movie is. Right, are we after the... the is guy, it Viper? Right, or are we after the whoever murdered... Uh, the, Listen, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, Viper doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and none of this matters, to be honest with you. Uh, so... Anyways, Bill the Cop's dead, okay? So that's pretty much the end of that story. Super dead. He's gone. Fucking dead. That's it. There's no coming back later to save the day. Bill the Cop is a god. Is there anything else with with the mobster or anything, really? I mean, other than the ending scene of the movie, there's like... No, the mobster's out of the picture. That's it. That's the entire, like, mobster, dead chick... Plot line. The, it, he took multiple storylines and originally I would assume was going to tie them all together and then he didn't tie them together yeah. at all. Right. Well, I mean, that's just like a major piece of the movie that didn't need to be but there. James Muro was finding his voice, man. <laughs> he was trying I, to find his voice. I guess. So, uh, so Fred, it, sh- it cuts to Fred, he goes to the liquor store and he buys... He buys a b- bottle of Viper. A bottle of Viper. All right. So does this... Uh, this large homeless man, overweight homeless man. We've seen him a couple of times. Yeah, the, uh, he's around. It shows the uh, the junkyard owner tells him to get the fuck off his property at one point. Like it's like he's just kind of a a uh, a background character through the for, you know before this point. Right. So Fred's sitting there on this motorcycle. Yeah. He's chilling on a motorcycle. 
Yep. I he, don't know whose motorcycle this is. It's just there. It's just he there. Just posts up on it. And there's a random wall, a brick wall next to him for right. no reason. It's outside. On the other side of it is this this overweight homeless man who also has this bottle of Viper, and he chugs this shit down. And he begins to expand in an It's like a balloon, rate. my friend. Uh, this is, again, some pretty cool special effects because, I mean, you just see this guy's body just blow up. I mean, he looks yeah. like, uh, what's the girl that eats the... Shit in Willy Wonka. Oh my god. And, and turns into a blueberry. Oh dude, it, it Violet Beauregard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we basically have this guy, and so as Fred is about to take a drink of his Viper, he the, hears this happening. He hears like the expansion of this guy's body and the subsequent explosion. Dude, he fucking bl- it's like scanners, head explosion, but it's an entire it's, body. It's it's Pretty gross. This one is is not very colorful. This one no, looks, this is bloody and gory looking. It, yeah, like it's like it, it looks, looks like, like real and flesh. flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it. I wonder if they took like some like meat and packed it into something and then like blew it up because it yeah. looks like meat flying. Oh yeah, it's well, pretty it, gross. It is. It's a good scene, man. And, and then Fred sees the bottle of Viper laying next to this guy and he's like puts two and two together he's yeah. like okay so if you drink this shit you you die so instead of spreading the word he immediately plots revenge <laughs> on the high sparrow for trying to get the money that he owed him right and so he uh he's like walking down the street and he lets the high sparrow beat his ass and steal his bottle of liquor um and the high sparrow just Pretty much downs that shit. Yeah, so... Uh, well, for, first, uh, our friend from the uh, grocery store get, shows yeah, up. Yeah, he gets involved, takes the bottle of liquor back to give back to Fred. And Fred's like, let him have it. Let, let him know, have it. Fred's like, let him drink it, let him drink it. And so uh, he then gets... The High Sparrow knocks out uh, the guy from the grocery store, and uh, Fred watches him, watches the High Sparrow drink, and subsequently melt. Oh man, it's another, a great scene. Another too. awesome scene of he, just like a collapsing body. Yeah, his body just like collapses in on itself. So I man. love how this stuff affects every person that drinks it differently. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you are going to die, but For how? Sure. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be a mess. Are you going to implode? Are you going to explode? Are you going to melt? melt? Yeah. Oh you, yeah. You just don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. Nope. So, well, then it cuts to uh, Fred's running down the street. He just he realizes what's happening. He's like, "Wait, I gotta stop the liquor store from owner, selling it. From selling it." So yep. he runs there, and as he comes around the corner, the liquor store owner is is stumbling out of the liquor store, and he's he's already had some of it. Yep, he has decided to sample his Viper. Yeah, yeah. And so he we basically have a multiple scenes in a row of people having some Viper. Yeah, uh huh. And it, I mean, it's definitely a great part of the movie because you just back to back to back have three crazy like uh practical special effects yeah uh of like some pretty gory body horror well and 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 the high sparrow like he's like grabbing himself and he like sticks his hand in his in his chest yeah and he so he but he basically again um uh, the the liquor store owner yeah just kind of melts melts. yeah 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 so it's all pretty awesome so anyways, uh, he he decides... Uh, I, okay, we cut back to the liquor... St- or the liquor... 
liquor store. <laughs> and all confused here. We cut back to the junkyard, and uh, we have a weird scene with the lady that works at the junkyard and Fred's younger brother. Where- oh, wait. First... Tara diaper butt. Oh yeah. Okay. We. She also has some vipers. She's got. So, no. Somebody tries to give it to uh, Bronson. Bronson. And she's like, "You never share the good stuff." Right. And so she steals it from him, drinks it, and uh, dude, this one is pretty gross. Yeah. So it's a pretty gnarly one. Yeah. So she like rips her shirt open and basically like sticks her hands up into her boobs yeah. under the skin. Yeah. Well, before that, she pulls her shirt open and there's like yellow, yellow liquid spraying out of her breast. Right. And so and she basically like rips her boobs off and like nasty shit's flowing out of her and uh, Bronson has a crazy reaction. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. Uh, what the fuck is happening? So... Then we cut back to the office here. And yeah. So the lady that works in the office and Fred's younger brother, who, again, is dirty as fuck. <laughs> she yeah. basically is, like, getting ready to fuck. Like, even though this dude is not showered in years. Like, she's, like, kissing his stomach and shit. She's about to suck on that wiener. And he's fucking filthy. (laughs) And it might be the grossest scene in the movie. So this is Fred's brother. Fred's a filthy motherfucker, too. Yeah. But this guy is... Again, he's just, like, he looks like like an orphan, like, (laughs) just covered in fucking dirt, man. Like, it's like greasy dirt, because they live in a junkyard, you know? Under tires. Under tires, right. They live under a roof of tires. like oil and mud and all this, and sweat. Tire dust. And tire dust, man. You gotta watch out for that tire (laughs) dust. You gotta be careful about the tire dust. Uh, So, as they're about to get it on, Bronson busts in. He's jealous as fuck. Yeah, he wants this lady, and he's about to take her. So... A sweet chase scene ensues. <laughs> Number two. Yeah, and so this one takes place inside the like the the shop at the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the junkyard. junkyard. So I love the uh, I love the uh, the comedic like chase scene, like where he uh, Bronson's on one side of the aisle and Fred's brothers on the other side of the right. aisle. And there's like the the. I don't know what part of an engine it is that's hanging across there, and he stomps on it and it hits Bronson right, right in, in the, the nuts. Dick, yeah, doesn't a, kill him though. No, there's a bunch of dick mutilation in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a bunch of that going on. So lots of uh, lots of shots to the balls. To the balls, yeah, and you know, and just to the penis as well. Pe- wiener and balls. Yep. So uh, yeah, there's this basically uh, chase scene where Fred's younger brother is running from Bronson. Um, at one point, another uh, some unfortunate homeless man gets in between and Bronson stabs him in the neck with his femur knife which <laughs> so this is one of the few like actual gory gore like, scenes like violent gore scenes um and it it looks pretty good where he just oh yeah jams the knife he plunges in his this femur knife right. in this guy's neck and yeah it looks pretty intense uh it's pretty yeah the blood spurting out and fucking yeah it, yep, it's a good one for looks sure good uh so then we have Basically, uh, Fred's younger brother sneaks back downstairs, and Fred shows up and throws some 
Viper. Some Viper at, at Bronson. Bronson, yeah. Isn't it like a whole bottle and it breaks on yeah, his face? Yeah, it breaks on yeah. his face yeah. and so like part of his face starts melting. That looks pretty cool too. Yeah, that's a like cool his shot. skin's yeah. bubbling and stuff. Bronson gives zero fucks about what's happening. No, yeah, he's just gonna kill everyone. He's gonna kill everyone in his path, no yes, matter what. absolutely. So, basically, now his attention has turned to Fred. Yeah. Um, and so he... Basically, we have another little wrestling match between Fred and Bronson. Yeah. Where Fred has no chance. Like no. I said, this is Doink the Clown versus Lex. Right, right, absolutely. Here. No no chance. So They have, they have a, a nice... Uh, Bout a tussle, a tussle. Uh-huh. They they have a good tussle, and then uh, a- as they're tussling, uh, Bill or Bronson right. picks uh, picks Fred up over his head, and he's fucking straight up one handing him over his head, holding him over his head. So at, oh, while all this is going on, Fred's younger brother is the dirtiest guy. The dirty guy. <laughs> it, he he finds it like a bottle of like CO two or helium or. Something that they're using at this uh, shop. You know, it's like the, the air tank in, like, Jaws or whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so he props it up. Obviously super explodable. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so he, he props this thing up and aims it at Bronson and smashes the valve off. And this thing goes flying it's at like Bronson. It's like a fucking torpedo, dude. And it fucking beheads him. Oh, and it, it, it takes out, like... Half sternum, of, half his ribs. Yeah, it's and and so you see basically this body left standing, holding uh, Fred up, and he immediately yeah. drops Fred because his body goes limp. But it's like it's like this U shaped wound where his so like where his head and like uh, like his shoulders are still there, but like his chest is gone. And it, it looks like blood's supposed to start spurting out, but it, it looks like, like water. It's water, yeah. It starts shooting out of the wound. It's straight up clear. Yeah, it, but then it cuts the, back All of a sudden to it, it's and then his blood, and it, it looks good. Like no, the body, it, it it's pretty uh, it's pretty gory, <laughs> man. I mean, it's an entire like section of this person missing, and it, it doesn't look too bad. No, it really doesn't, and so it. Bronson falls to his knees, defeated, uh, and we cut back to behind the body where his head has flown off. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, his his neck and part of his chest and his head are laying on the ground. Junkyard worker girl stands up and, and runs over to make sure uh, Fred Fred's and his brother okay. are okay. And as she, like, steps over this area, the head of Bronson was, like, the missing portion of his body is laying there, and he looks up her skirt, and he like smiles. And he smiles, and then dies. And then dies, <laughs> and that's it for for. And then street trash hits the screen. Oh, and end of and movie. That is, that's it. It is the weirdest ending. Okay, so it doesn't explain. The Italian mafia makes not another fucking single appearance in the entire. Well, movie. so you actually, that's not true because well, after. So we we it's we, like a mid credit scene. Yeah, there's like a scene through the credits. Marvel we'll, stole it from Street Trash. Right. So uh, we can talk about that in a second if you want to finish <laughs> talking about how this makes no sense. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make any sense at all, man. Like Viper, what the fuck is that? Like, there's no explanation for anything, which is hilarious. Yeah. And it just, it just all it adds up to, to make a really funny movie. But so so that doesn't make any sense. The uh, the mafia shows up at the end, but it still doesn't have it doesn't, any implications it, 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 on, on on the main storyline of the movie. There's no hero 
of the. I mean, there's no person you're rooting for in yeah, this movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's supposed to be Fred and his brother, but really, like Fred's brother's an asshole, or Fred's Fred's an asshole, what? and his brother is just like not. He's not in the movie enough to even care about. Well, it. and at one point, his brother just like straight up reaches up the skirt of the girl that works at the junkyard. Like yeah. it's not even like a a sensual thing. It's just like, he's like, oh wait, I can see your vagina up your skirt and he just reaches up there. So, I mean, it's not like, there's no redeemable characters right. in this movie. The mafia, like I said, after the mid credit scene, that's it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, that, it, you know, the Viper... Bill the Cop. I guess, the, yeah, Bill the Cop dies. The, they never, you know, the mafia thing's never sorted out. The um, Viper's not really sorted out. I mean, I guess the liquor store owner's dead, so... What are, I mean, I guess what, you have a chance for a sequel, right? Because <laughs> yeah. obviously, like the inventory of the Viper. liquor stores, got, yeah. I mean, there's more Viper. there's more Viper out there, so we don't know. Like nothing's really wrapped up, <clears throat> except for okay, mid credit scene. Let's let's get into this. Yeah, so, okay. Doorman. I mean, Doorman is in a like a, a room with two mafia goons and the Don of the Douche. The Don of the Douche, <laughs> and uh, he is. Basically still talking, like, he's still kind of being, like, mouthy with this guy, even though he's, like, basically telling him, like, I'm gonna kill you. He's trying to talk his way out of it. Yeah. And so, uh, but basically, somehow the doorman has gotten his hands on some Viper, and he's got it in his pocket, and the Don finds it in his pocket and says, you know what, like, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you, but I'm gonna drink your stuff first. Yeah, I'm gonna drink this liquor first. Right, and so he goes, shoots it, and... They they don't we don't see him. it doesn't really show any of yeah that, but no. we you know you get the point he like explodes or implodes or something and he dies and the doorman's like well it looks like I'm the new Don yeah, or right, something yeah, like basically, that basically like yeah makes some reference to him taking over the business boom rest of the credits that's it that's how the movie ends so I mean as you can tell this movie makes no sense no none at all none at all I mean the Viper doesn't make any sense nothing. There's no like, like there's no like through line in the movie at all. There's no like there's no story arc that you're following through the entire movie, but it is fucking awesome. It's so good. Man. You have to see this movie. I don't care. I know you just listened to us tell literally, you literally we and we cannot do it justice. No, when when he explained it to me, I was when Daniel explained it to me, I I had a completely different picture in my mind of what the movie actually was. So even with us kind of making fun of it and going into detail about it, like there's no describing. Yeah. You can't describe how this all plays out on screen. And it it all works. It like, it doesn't work, but it works. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's so enjoyable. So let's go ahead and uh, what are you going to give this on the stab rating? Well, see, I don't know if I feel like we should come up with a different rating scale for a movie like this. Uh, Splatter rating. Splatter. Splatter is okay, I guess. Or like a, uh, never mind. I was going to say melt rating. (laughs) <laughs> not as good as splatter rating. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Let's just give it a rating. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So, not to, we're not going to do like serious like you know, you're not going to grade this on the same scale that you're grading uh Inception a- on. Or, yeah, or, you, you or know, Alien, yeah. right. So, uh or anything like that, but like just as far as like this type of movie goes, what do you rate it? Man, I'm going to say because it was I mean, it, it was very obviously, to me, played for laughs. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. very obviously, like, 
It's ha- it had some very interesting, uh, like, special effects. Like, the, the use of color instead of, like, instead of blood and gore, it was, like, this weird, like... I mean, that's for sure the only way they could do this, right? I mean, if you tried to make this movie with real blood back in 1987, like, real-looking blood... I mean, there were movies that pulled stuff like that off, but it, it was still, like... But see, that's the thing about it, is it's not even about that. Right, no, like, it's it, not. That's just, like, a side story. Like, the whole Viper thing, like, that's that's just, like, a, something on the side. It's not even... Wh- what is the main <laughs> story? Like, that's, that's the question you have to ask about this movie. But anyway, it... I mean, I'm gonna give it a... I'm gonna give it a solid seven, man. Seven and a half, maybe. Like, okay. it's... I really enjoyed it. It's really funny. It's got some cool special effects in it. Belial in the toilet <laughs> is always a winner. It just nails it for you. Huh? So, 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 what do you think, man? What do you, what do you, what do you say about? That? I mean, I don't even really feel like I need to give a reason. I'm just gonna go ahead and give it a straight eight and a half out of ten. Okay, all right. That's that's a pretty decent I, score. I would highly recommend this for anyone. I don't care who you are. Just fucking watch this movie. Like, so this. I mean, I feel like there's enough comedic value here to keep anyone interested, whether you're into gore or not. Um, it's just a good, fun watch. Oh man, yeah. And, yeah. and it's out there, man. It's weird, um, and I like that in a in a movie. You know, um, sometimes it doesn't work, but this time I like. I really feel like it works. No, it, it's one of those rare. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. It's I don't just, know if it's a horror comedy. I don't know if it's just a comedy. Like, yeah, it, it's you know, not really a horror movie. I mean, I would just say it's just one of those things that like everything goes wrong in the best possible way, and that's why it works. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, talking man, about I, street trash. Well, here. Th- thank you guys for checking out uh, our latest episode. Sorry that we had to uh, skip out on Carnosaur. It was just one of those ones that it it was so bad that it was hard to even it's talk hard, about yeah, it. It was hard to have a conversation about the movie because it it was hard to it was hard to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it wasn't the engaging type of. Bad. No, no, definitely not. So anyway, that's it, guys, for this episode of Gorgab. I am your host. Uncle Pony Boy, and I'm here with my co-host DJ Gill. Check us out on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. If you have anything you want to say about the show, if you want to tell us that we're idiots that do not know what we're talking about, let us know. Let us know. Hit us up at Gorgab1985 at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe in the iTunes podcast store. We are on iTunes. (laughs) Go over to uh, Cup Holder Radio and check us out there. There's also some other great podcasts there as well. Um, Also, guys, if you have any recommendations for further movies or anything that you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. And while you're at it, just leave us a review on iTunes podcast store because we want to know what you guys think. For sure, yes. So anyways, until next time, sexy bitches are my favorite bitches. Nailed it. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. If this podcast doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. What will it take for us to get you into a new podcast today? 
I don't know. Are you going to put me in one? Actually, Sergio, you are in one. Both of us host the Scream 101 podcast. It's a horror movie review podcast where every month we dive deep into a specific genre, starting from the biggest hits and going down to the most obscure. This month, we're doing vampires. 20,000 leagues into vampires. Yep, that... You said deep, um, and that makes yeah. me think ocean. Yeah, sail the ocean of different unknown genres with us. Vampires. Find us on Cupholder Radio every weekend or wherever podcasts are sold, i.e. the podcast app on iTunes. Dope. Burp. Dope. Burp. <laughs> so much burp. Baby girl, let me put it in your burp.